Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply oh and welcome to the 23rd episode of the Pirate Rugby Pod. We wanted to start today's episode by saying a huge thank you to everyone who's tuned in so far. Since last week's episode, we have reached a significant milestone as we hit over 500 YouTube subscribers. In terms of audio, we also had our most successful week. So thanks again, everyone. If you like what we do, please like, share and subscribe. Comments also give us a big boost and we always respond to everyone. If you're only here for Thistle the Cat's shorts, stick around. You might decide you like rugby too. And we'd like to just start the show with a question that we got from a fantastic supporter of ours, Michael Buckley, who asked, what's the best way to support the show, the audio version of the YouTube version? So to be completely open and honest with everybody, the only um, version of this where we currently get any kind of money at all, and is a very, very, very small amount of money, is the audio version. So if you'd like to support us best, listen to the audio version uh, as much of it as you can. Um, but if you could subscribe to our YouTube channel as well and maybe lo- watch like a minute of the show on YouTube as well, that helps us greatly on there and that helps us build that platform. It tells YouTube that we're doing well and it gets us in front of m- more eyes. So if you are looking to support the show, that's the best way to do it. And thank you so much in advance. But now I shall introduce this week's wonderful guest, our wonderful international guest of the week. We are saying... Bonsoir, madame, to Maz Mac. Maz, how are you? Good, good. Bonsoir, everybody. <laughs> I'm good, good. I'm all excited after the weekend's rugby and getting excited for next weekend's rugby. So I'm, I'm drowning in French administration all at the same time. But apart from that, I'm OK. <laughs> oh, we know all about that. We know all about that. So whenever we get international people on the show, we always do an international weather check. It is somehow even colder in the UK this week than it was last week. And uh, how is it in Dublin? Extremely cold. I am in an attic recording here at the moment. I've got two hoodies. I think I've got about four layers on. Um, So, yeah, struggling away here in Dublin. What about yourself? Uh, Maz, how are things over in France? It's not great. It's going to be minus four tonight. Uh, was a high of two today and a high of two or three tomorrow. And it's it's grey. There's no sun. It's that kind of um, dampy, cold, horrible. It's not nice. Not yeah. nice. Well, we know that we get listeners from all around the world, whether it's down in South Africa or in the Pacific Islands or or maybe even one or two in the United States. Um, pop us your international weather check in the comments below to let us know that you've at least watched this far. Anyway, let's get into the moment of the week. And what was yours? Has to be the NFL bombshell today. 
on the same day that the Welsh Six Nations squad was announced, uh, Lewis Rees Samet has announced that he's joined the NFL international player pathway. Um, and he's leaving Gloucester with immediate effect. This, like to me, this is massive. He's only 22 years old. He's an absolute superstar. There were rumors of him going to Japan next, and I think, yeah, I think the Six Nations will be will be at a loss uh, as Six Nations fans uh, without him. And I think it's it's an exciting opportunity, obviously, for him. It's not something you see often. I know Christian Wade did something similar a couple of years back, but yeah, just just very very unexpected and. Yeah, he'll be missed in rugby union. But again, he's only 22, so hopefully he'll be back playing. What about yourself, yeah. mate? Well, I like to um, keep it to rug- rugby moments on the pitch. But uh, unfortunately, this week I'm doing another Twitter moment. And Ver Fafita, the Scarlet's number eight and uh, former All Black and current Tongan international, quote tweeted me uh, during uh, the week after we did a wonderful piece about how fantastic he is on the Scarlet's. Um, Twitter page so that that's very exciting and we're, and we're slowly collecting them I've also had a couple of nice likes from both the Scarlets themselves and I also um, Bordeaux Burglar also liked a tweet that I did to, uh, yesterday about them as well so I'm ticking off um, people I uh, like and admire on Twitter of uh, having positive interactions with anyway Maz have you got a moment from this week in your uh, oh, exciting jet setting <laughs> lifestyle <laughs> My moment of the week had to be getting a big hug from the beau Andre Pollard. <laughs> so, so tell us about that. So where, where did you meet him? Uh, after the game, when uh, the Leicester team actually didn't stay to eat, they left directly after the game. And I was going around the edge of a stand to meet other friends and they were going down. It's like a little tunnel way between the dressing room and going out to the bus. And I met him there. You've got you've got a bit of a knack of um, getting photos with these famous rugby players, haven't you? I think I've seen you with a few. Yeah, yeah, I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a groupie. <laughs> what do you do? Do you just go over? Do you do you go over and demand and say you must take a photo with me? Do you ask very nicely? Do you wave no. at them and they come over? No, normally I I talk to them for a while, and some of them I will ask, do they mind if they have their photograph taken? And I always ask them if they mind if I put it up on social media, and always do that and then i haven't had a refusal yet so the i was just gonna didn't... ask <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so the camera was put in his hand for him to take a selfie yeah but no it's not the first time i met him i've met him before a few times but oh. uh, but he's um he's high up on my list of favorite players so it's especially two-time world champion now as well so i was a bit excited by that so I don't know if that's actually a, a moment of the week. It's my moment of the week. Yeah, it, it is. Trumps our be- moments of the week. It's better than our moments. Speaking right. of that, so obviously that game was on Bordeaux and they, they suffered a heavy uh, loss. Larichelle. I heard that tunnel is really... Oh, excuse me, is La Rochelle? This was La Rochelle. Oh, sorry, let's yeah. replay La Rochelle, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I was thinking yeah. of the tunnel at the Bordeaux Stadium, which at is supposed Bordeaux to be extremely game. long. Yeah. yeah, that is, you need... It takes them almost... Know, five minutes is an exaggeration but it takes them about four minutes to walk out it's at the other end yeah. of the stadium it's a really old stadium and they um it's got um what is it called like uh, when you've got a historical monument so oh, they're not listed. Really a, it's listed yeah it's listed so they can't really do much with it and the dressing rooms are around at the entrance so they have to walk all right around one side two sides of the stadium to get and it's an oval stadium to actually get out onto the pitch (laughs) (laughs) 
Right. Well, let's get into chatting a bit of rugby. Uh, have you got a, a question from the audience there, Ender? I do indeed. So we had a comment left on one of our YouTube videos uh, from Moo Cow of Death. Uh, thank you very much. He said for that question. wrong. He said that wrong. It's <laughs> Moo Cow of Death. Okay, that's better. <laughs> and he asks, uh, who we rate as the best back three in the URC? What about you, Hugh? Who do you think is the, the best back three so in the URC? The best two wingers and fullback in the URC for me would be, uh, it doesn't get talked about hardly at all, but I'm going Edinburgh. Because if they have Buffelli at fullback, and then they have Duan van der Merwe on the wing, and then Darcy Graham on the other wing, that back three has everything for me. Like, it's got bulk, pace, step, kicking leadership like Buffelli do you remember that game in the World Cup um, Argentina versus Samoa where if Buffelli had been playing for Samoa um, Samoa would have won and it was like which team had the the Buffelli so that's for me I'm going Edinburgh um, what about yourself mate probably the Bulls which is what our uh, question asker uh, put to us probably because you know and of course you're a dark horse for the URC and um, you can't look really past I think Aaron Samudi and Willie Rue. And really with that back three, I think, as you have predicted since the beginning of the season, I think the Bulls could go the, the whole way. And if those three stay fit, um, they'll have a much bigger chance. Maz, would you have a, any thoughts? Would you have a, a team that jumps out to you with the best back three? Or would you look past maybe Edinburgh or the Bulls? Um, no, I agree with the Bulls. And I hadn't actually really thought of that Edinburgh back three until you put it like that. Um yeah, no, it's hard to go past the Bulls for me as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I think the big news that we've had today breaking just before we came on to record is we've had a, an interesting day of uh, Welsh rugby. Uh, not much happens, you know. <laughs> uh, we thought the big news was going to be the squad announcement. And the funny thing was that uh, uh, we were just... We were all waiting for the announcement to come. The announcement was due at midday and we were all there at like quarter to one. Like, why has the squad not been announced yet? And we're all, all refreshing the page. Um, going, where is it? Where is it? And then the bombshell comes out and your moment of the weekend, uh, Lewis Rees-Samet. I mean, I want to hear from like a, a non-Welsh perspective first. I don't know, Maz, maybe you could come on, in on this. How much of a shock is this? Is this not just a loss? From for Wales, from a player's point of view, is this like a, a a star leaving rugby, a star walking away from rugby of the global game? You want to come on that, Maz? Um, yeah, I think it's um, yeah, it's going to be a huge loss, and it was what widely reported here in all the media in France as well. It, they were straight onto it. Um, yeah, he he's such a good player, and he's so young. And it's kind of hard to get your head around it, you, because if it's just for money, surely to goodness he would have been offered a lot of money to say to go to Japan, possibly France, if it was that that's what the issue was. So I, I haven't quite digested it all. It's all a bit um, ah really odd but no he definitely will be missed he'll definitely be missed in the six nations that is for sure yeah that bit of flair that um wales needs and yeah. yeah he could do like he was a special player when he get the ball he could you, you, you know he was quite capable of doing anything with it so yeah no he's going to be he's going to be a big big loss in general for rugby 
Yeah, and you, like as as a Welsh rugby fan, like I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Are you angry? Are you surprised? Are you all of the above? Surprised, definitely. Um, uh, nobody saw it coming. Apparently, so the timeline of it was apparently he got the offer from NFL on Sunday, and then he, he obviously he's informed Warren Gatland of his decision on uh, Tuesday, uh, just as the Wales squad was supposed to come out. Um, so that that was why the squad was delayed, like I said. So I'm kind of I'm definitely surprised that he's walking away from rugby union with immediate effect. Um, I'm not angry though because yes, while he was a good player and yes, he's absolutely good enough to start for Wales. Um, there's always there'll always be another winger. There'll there'll always be you know it's not if if we were losing like our best tight head or our best number eight, I'd feel slightly differently, but. From a Welsh point of view, you know, he wasn't playing for a Welsh region anyway. He was playing for Gloucester. And while I'm sad for Rugby Union's losing someone who clearly is able to, would have been able to be a celebrity of Rugby Union, which we we lack so much, um, there, there'll be other wingers to pull on that Wales jersey and do a grand job. We've got still got Rio Dyer, still got Josh Adams, who are both world class. And then you've got Mason Grady coming up, who's... Played it uh, outside centre mostly, but he's now looking really good on the wing for Cardiff. So, yeah, I'm not um, so disappointed from a Welsh point of view. I'm just yeah surprised like everybody else. Do you reckon that the NFL approached him or was it something he was looking into in the background? I got the NFL looking at rugby union players to poach. Well, there's a few rugby union players who have gone there before, um, mm. but uh, the story is that they approached him. Now, I'm sure that it would have been made known by someone at some point because he has said it was a lifelong dream of his to play in the NFL. So if he if he's maybe put something out there saying I would be up for it if anybody were to talk to me, you know, mm. and he, he is in a bit of a um, sort of he moves in those circles. So I'm sure he would have spoken mm. to someone said, oh, I wouldn't mind playing NFL one day. And then that's Chinese whispers got back to someone and that's how it's happened. Um, I don't know if if he hadn't yet played for Wales. I don't know. Maybe that would have affected his decision, but he's played for Wales. He's represented Wales at a World Cup. He's been on a Lions tour already yeah. and he's only 22. Yeah. So maybe yeah. he's like, I can always come back to this. You know, I was looking at the stats and like Shane Williams didn't make his Wales debut until he's 23. So oh. okay. um, maybe... Lewis is just thinking, I can always come back. You know, it, mm. it, as soon as he get, as soon as he puts himself, if it doesn't work out over in the USA and says, um, oh, I'll go back to Europe, he won't. So he's struggled to find a club to pick him up. So. Mm. Yeah. And Christian Wade as well, like he went across, paid a bit of NFL and he's back playing for Racing 92 now, you yeah. know, so th- there is yeah. that opportunity. Yeah, and again, he's so young, he'll certainly be offered a contract of some yeah. sort if, if he ever yeah. does decide to come back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Shall we talk a bit about French rugby then? That's what we've got Maz on to do. So, so Maz, are you just like a, a super enthusiastic, passionate fan, or do you have some kind of association with with rugby? Do you have you ever worked in it? Uh, no, no. I was supposed to work um, at the World Cup as a liaison between um, uh, teams and the grounds and things like that but unfortunately I fell ill in March and I wasn't able to do all the training. Oh. So, uh, okay. Yeah 
yeah so that put me out i was uh, off work for eight months so that was the end of that but no i have no background in rugby it's not played in my family nothing like that no i'm just i'm just a bit of an enthusiastic follower of french and fiji rugby <laughs> <laughs> we will come on to Fiji chat because we we made a bit of our name ourselves as a Fiji fan channel. So we will we will come to that. But um, so you're between La Rochelle and Bordeaux. Do you, would you have one that you would say was your club or yeah, are you Bordeaux, Bordeaux is yeah. your club? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What's special about Bordeaux? Well, I think the um, there's nothing wrong with La Rochelle, except that it's so difficult to get tickets. I mean, you can't get tickets for games. You watch them on the television and things like that, but it's not the same as being there. And Bordeaux, because it's got a 33,000-seater stadium, apart from the two big derbies against uh, Toulouse, La Rochelle, and maybe Bayonne, they're the only ones that are really sold out straight away. Otherwise, you can get tickets maybe up until about a week or two weeks before the games. So you can decide about a week or two beforehand to get a ticket and go. And it, it's a very friendly club. The people in the grounds are very, very friendly. The staff are friendly. The security are very friendly. And it's just like everywhere else. You go to the same seat. You get to know the people around you. Uh, the players all go into um, the public bar afterwards in, in the um, oh, wow. stadium. Even before, sometimes even before they go to the dressing, game, uh, the dressing rooms, they'll come out and have a drink with the supporters. So it's um, before the game, even the ones who were playing. No, so before they go back to the changing room after. (laughs) 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 That wasn't very clear. Um, Yeah, and it's a real, um, it's a real show at Bordeaux. They've lots of kind of um, concerts before the the game. They've lots of marching bands. They have the UBB uh, cheerleaders, and it's a really good atmosphere. And you just get to know the people and then you it just came around by that because I started about eight years going to the first games down there, like going maybe six or seven games a year. Yeah, chatting to you, you've definitely sold it to me. It's definitely on, on the bucket <laughs> list now, but I want to go to so many places in France. Um, so I, I, I one of my fascinations is with rugby attendances and I've seen the Bordeaux are by a long way the biggest attended club in all of Europe. So yeah. um Leicester Tigers are second and they get like 22,000 a week. Bordeaux get like 27,500. Like it's yeah. another 5,500 extra fans. What was it that I was reading about? They have kind of instituted some kind of low ticket prices written into the rules. Can yep. you tell us a bit about that? Uh, for behind the posts, you get a ticket for five euro. And that's it. Kids under 10, I think, are free. And I can't remember what the family package is. The family package is something like 12 euro or something like that for a game. So five euro. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's less than the cost of a hot dog. You know, so, you know, they're encouraging people from around the city to come and look at them and start supporting the team. And if you get people there, they're going to buy drink, they're going to buy food, they're going to stay afterwards, go to the concerts and things like that. So it's, um, yeah, but that's the president is all about getting as many people from the city to support the team and have it full house as often as possible. And that's what they do. They sell out a lot of their games because you'll even get um, a lot of people who know nothing about rugby companies before Christmas going as a Christmas party. You could have maybe 60 people from the one company going and things like that. So, no, 
five euro a ticket, you can't, I get the return 15 euro on the train and the ticket. So it's 20 euro oh, to go and see a top Tours game. For me. I'm so jealous. <laughs> so uh, one something you mentioned there, I want to come back to it. So I, I uh, when I was looking at the top attendances of the top 14 last season, and obviously seven of the top 10 were Bordeaux. But what, the one that I was surprised, the one I didn't know about was Bayonne was quite high up there. So one of the best ways, I think, to get to know like a rugby culture is what are the rivalries? So who who do Bordeaux fans hate? Because Bayonne were in the Pro Day Dirt until recently, weren't they? Yeah, last year was the first year back up again. They've been, yeah, yeah, the, this is their first, the second year. Yeah, yeah. No, this is their second year. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were in the top guitars last year. Um, Bayonne is about two hours out of Bordeaux. So that would be classed as a, a derby. La Rochelle is two hours north, that's a derby, and Toulouse is two hours inland. So they have the three big derbies, and those sell out as soon as the tickets go on sale. Um, La Rochelle is probably, and Toulouse would be the biggest rivalries. Bayonne not as much because they're not all the time in, they haven't built a real rivalry yet. And it's a really, I was at that Bayonne game two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, two weeks ago in the Top Couture's. And it was one of the best atmospheres I've ever been at. It was really good because by on people love to sing. They're great supporters on the trams and buses going to the stadium. Everybody was singing. They were singing in the streets and it, it was brilliant. And there were a lot of them there. There were probably about seven or eight thousand of them there. So it was um, maybe even more hard to say in a big stadium. But um, yeah, so they, they would be the three. Uh, they call them the Derby Atlantic, the Atlantic. Oh, Derby. cool. Yeah, yeah. So you get the La Rochelle one and Bayonne and then Toulouse. Toulouse tickets, I think, are going on sale next week for a game towards the end of March. So and they'll oh. yeah. Wow. They'll that, be gone straight away. That is an advance. Yeah. So you mentioned about walking down the streets then and interacting with lobby fans. When I went to France, both me myself and Endel went to um games at the World Cup. And mm. um where I was, it felt like you couldn't walk down a street without seeing a poster of a rugby player and things. And I'm sure at that time of year, they would have been um, yeah. obviously pushing hard on all the advertising campaigns and things. But it does feel like there are areas of France which are rugby areas and mm. it's rugby first. Is is that fair? And is it does it feel yeah. in some places like a real alternative to football? Yeah, you could draw a line up in the middle from La Rochelle down. It's all rugby. And then you've really only got the two Parisian teams that are rugby north of there. Um, and especially in some of the towns like uh, Bayonne, Pau, Perpignan, Toulouse, even Bordeaux, match days, um, there's flags everywhere and bunting and things like that. The shops, the bars and everything will decorate. And it is to really get into it. The further south you go, it's more deep rugby territory. And they are fanatical about it. Um, soccer around here is more north. I'm not huge into soccer, so don't quote <laughs> me on that one. But I think it is more north. Olympic it seems to be. Uh, what? Who? Olympic Marseille. Olympic Marseille. <laughs> apart from Olympic Marseille. Thank you. The little aside of it. <laughs> See, I told you I don't know much about soccer. <laughs> but... Um, a big match days, if you're in example to lose for a big match like against La Rochelle or Toulon or something like that, the whole city is it's jumping, absolutely jumping. And from early in the morning. So it's a it's a full day out. 
full day out. And is is it is it has it always been like that and it's like that all the time or is it like it feels like there's a real surge in rugby in France at the moment looking from afar is is this as exciting as it's ever been for French rugby or is it just what it looks like on the outside? I think it was the World Cup made it uh, showed probably more to the world what rugby is like here. Um, rugby is everywhere around where we live. There's a lot of all, you have all the federal divisions because you've got um Tokyo's Pro D do then you have Nacional which would be the first level of semi-professional and professional players after that you've got federal one two three you've got regionals and things like that but the play rugby all the time absolutely all the time and you have a lot of um ex-players uh from other countries that might be playing in the lower leagues as the kind of fouling out of the professional teams and they stay around France and they grow the game and they get involved with clubs and they do training and things like that but around this area it is just all rugby it really is and as I said for the south you go the more they are living it and breathing it but um absolutely for sure the world cup because of all the sponsorships and things like that there were posters of the players everywhere and it was there was buses going around from town to town with the cup and things like that so it's really yeah but it, it i suppose i can't say what i've been here 17 years but definitely the last 10 years and i think it's probably got to do with more television rights and things like that there's more games on all the time as well you get to see a lot of the lower divisions on television as well that um, it's more in the public eye, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Well, to, coming on to the TV rights, because we uh, Ender's thing is his whole broadcast rights. And Ender, what is the what's the value of the top fourteen deal now? Is one hundred and five million, something like that? I think it's one hundred and sixteen million. It's it's a crazy uh, figure. I can I'll verify that before the end of the pod, but it's it's over a hundred million. So that's so that's obviously driving the the. The wealth disparity between the clubs in France and the rest of the world, bar Japan, quite heavily, and so we're seeing a lot of players go to the French league now. What what do you think think of that, Maz? Do you think that's a are you like a, hey we're getting like a, an English Premier League soccer version of rugby in France and that's great, or do you think you know is is France maybe weakening the products of rugby elsewhere in the world? Do you do you have a view on that? Um. I think they're keeping it quite safe, especially for the French team, because there's a cap of how many overseas players are allowed on a professional team. And I can't remember if that's 12 or 13. I think it might be 13. Um, After that, you're uh, supposed to have so many, they call them GIF players. These are the players that are coming through the French system. So that's where you'll see where players are coming up to the end of the contract. There's a lot of them, especially this year. There's an awful lot, seems to be a lot of movement on players. Personally, I don't complain because I can go and see some of the best players in the world of on a Saturday. So personally, uh, that, and that's just been very selfish. I don't mind. Um, but they, they do try and protect their own French game around it by having that limit of the number of players coming in. And I read today and I didn't see the full story. There's something to do about they're increasing their salary cap as well. But I may have to do that the player no longer pays the agent its fee, it's going to be the club that pays the agent his fee. Right, okay. But I didn't get reading all of that story. It was like a headline that came up, and then I didn't see it again. So 
Okay. All right. Well, it's something something for us to look up offline. Speaking mm. players that come to France then and your favorite Fiji. So tell us about your your love of Fiji. Tell us about some of the players that you've met and yeah, give, give our Fiji fans um bullet to all of our Fiji fans who like to tune in. Um <laughs> what what's special about Fiji to you? Well, I think that came from when I was in Australia and we knew so many Fijians there and we would watch both rugby union and rugby league, and they were involved in both. And when I was living in Ireland, it didn't fall away. You'd see the national team every now and again. But then back in France, there are absolutely so many Fijians based here. But Islanders in general, the Pacific Islanders, there's so many of them. And again, they're playing at all levels. They're playing down into the federals and things like that. And it just rekindled it. And who doesn't like Fiji playing rugby? <laughs> They're, yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was special to see them do so well at the World Cup, wasn't it? It was, yeah. and that that team and what they had with Simon Ryan Louis and Wathaya Nyathalovu as well, and things just. Have you had yeah. a Have you had a picture with him? I'm sure I've seen a picture that you've had with him. No. No. Oh. <laughs> I just want to tick off. Never Although did, I should imagine that. The queue of people to get a picture with him is quite long, I should imagine. It is, yeah, 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 yeah. No, because um, there's a right time and a wrong time to do it, okay. I think. And when you've been beaten in a quarterfinal of the World Cup, was definitely not, for me, it wasn't the kind of right time to be doing it. But don't worry, he's in. He's he's on my list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But we know a lot of the um, ex-Fiji Sevens players who play on federal. Our local team had a really, really good team uh, until five years ago. Um, and there was a lot of Fijian players coming through there. So met them and then it, it, I talked to everybody. So it's a bit, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, there was a time at Bordeaux, we had quite a few Fijian players. They don't have any there at the moment. Uh, La Rochelle has Bottia, of course. Too long. You got hands. Big Ben at the moment. Yeah, we've got Big Ben, and he has been on absolute fire. He's so he good. Is, oh, uh, he is absolutely uh, on fire. He's one of the players that came back from the World Cup even better than before he went. Yeah, Tonga's and, captain now, and he's yeah. he's he's so grown into that. And he was he was a very like follow me kind of captain, wasn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's absolutely, absolutely fantastic and a hell of a nice guy as well. Really, really nice guy. So, um, yeah, so you just get into it that way. And yeah, but uh, when we saw that Fiji were based in Bordeaux, it was a non-brainer for the two of us ah. to get a Fiji package. Husband is Scottish. I'm Irish. We're fed up. World Cups. We're always in the same pool. <laughs> and we saw Bordeaux and we just went, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we were mm. happy with that. So we went to the games, and then I got invited to the quarterfinals. So super. And did you do everything to jump in there, mate? I'm a, I'm a dominating the conversation with my fascination of Bordeaux. No, you're okay. And I just did. I I just double checked those figures. So yeah, that latest, uh, the last TV deal that the that the top fourteen signed, um with Canal Plus was worth 454 million over four years. So 113.6 million euro a season. Mm. So yeah, there there is your main reason why the, the top 14 is doing so well. 
um yeah. which at the like it's it's and it's mad and when you especially when you consider that the Gallagher premiership as well they're looking to renew their deal with TNT Sports and you know the rumors are that that deal is going to be worth less and then the current ones so it really just puts things into perspective mm, yeah yeah well let's talk a bit about some actual uh rugby that's happened over the weekend then so as you were at La Rochelle you watched them absolutely thump uh, the Tigers yes. and at, at the times it felt like they were taking the mick out of the Tigers a bit as well they like um, Audrey was throwing Hollywood passes left right and center and they were falling over the line and things yeah. what was it like to be in the stands for that yeah it's always um the stadium almost shakes there always and because it's always sold out 16,000 people um it was yeah they were definitely on fire because they haven't been great and they haven't been great and um, the tough tours and it's only really the last two three games that they're coming back into their own and um i think this is probably one of the first home games where the public saw them back to their old selves again so they were really riled up for it really riled up for it and um, yeah it was it was absolutely shaking because they've got aluminium um for you foot not, um oh foot not foot rests i can't think of the word in it steps <laughs> steps we'll take the french <laughs> say the french you, uh, we've got a very sophisticated audience if you just speak them in french they'll understand we won't but the when, audience will when they stamp their feet uh, in, uh, it's the uh, the state uh, the state uh, the um whole stand just rattles yeah, stand. yeah, yeah. just the whole yeah the whole thing is rattles so yeah and it was one of the first home games where they actually won really really well and they were on fire absolutely on fire that teddy thomas try was scored just oh yeah where we were sitting yeah yeah Fantastic. But you could see with that one, the one from long range, it was mm. like, he, yeah, he was special. You could see all the running lines that everyone around him was doing to take defenders away from him. It was it's yeah. so beautiful to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And you knew he was that they were going to score. You just knew it from 80 metres back. Go, here's a try. Here's a try. But for them to score a, tr- a try with only 13 men was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that does really salt in the wounds for Tigers, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, lest I don't see Premiership rugby here because I just can't afford to pay another uh, yeah. subscription every month, and it's quite expensive. It's about thirty euro to watch Premiership here, so I don't get to see them apart from Europe, and it's only what I read or little videos. And I honestly thought Leicester were better, should have been better than what they were, but I don't know. Maybe they're like that all the time, and it's just. I don't know. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. I don't want to get in trouble this week. I've said things about <laughs> the English Premiership before. As is Ender. Yeah, I'm not going down on my own here. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, so that was that was game the game that you were at. Have you managed to catch up on Bordeaux against Saracens? Yeah, I watched it yesterday morning. Yeah, yeah. That was a very similar type of event, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. It really was, and. Um, yeah, they were playing like the Babas at times, Bordeaux. They were just throwing it around from everywhere. And um, Jelly Bear, Jelly Bear really, really controlled that game. He, oh, yeah. He was, yeah, he was not due a, a good game. He's been pretty good. But again, he was due a big, big game. And yeah. he certainly pulled it out of the bag. What was that? Yeah, Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday evening. Yeah. So. Him and Luku going to be the halfback pairing for France, do you think? Have to be. I would 
think they'd have to be. I can't see who else could take from them. I really, I really can't. Not in that form. The two of them have been sensational for quite a while now. So, and with Dupont gone and Entomac still injured, I can't. And they play so well together. So that will be interesting yes. to see. Yeah. 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 I think the squad's announced tomorrow, apparently. So. Oh, can't wait. The interesting yeah. thing um, is about Bordeaux as well, for, from an Irish and UK perspective, is that no one really called this at the beginning of the, the Champions Cup. Like no one said, oh, Bordeaux will be there, thereabouts, and they'll put in these huge performances. What was it like in France? Like were there, were there, you know, were there expectations from them that they do well? Like they have an excellent squad, obviously, but I think from, yeah, from definitely from an Irish perspective, anyway, I did not see this coming. I didn't see many media outlets, yeah. you know, flagging this. Yeah, and with a new um, training management and training squad, more or less, all in place as well, I think people weren't quite sure how they would go. They didn't start off the season very well. It wasn't a great start at all. But they've won, what, the last seven home games? So they have been steadily improving all the time. Um, Europe has always been a bit of a mixed bag for Bordeaux. I don't think, did they even qualify last time? No, they didn't, I don't think. They got to a semi-final about, ooh, what are we? They got to a semi-final 21, 22 that season. But okay. um, I don't think they even qualified. I don't think they've got out of the pool stages last year. So, and again, sometimes with French teams, there's this thing of, you hear it, are they going to, concentrate on the top couture's are they going to concentrate on the two competitions but they sent as strong a squad as possible as well out to uh, Pretoria for um, the game mm. on Saturday have they yes. oh have yes. they brilliant only two that are missing are Luku and Moifana and that's because they've played about six or seven games straight on yeah. and they need a rest wow I cannot wait for that now because yes, yeah. the Bulls are one of our favourites as we mentioned before and they, they do not lose at Loftus no um, so, so not to yeah. non-South African teams anyway yeah <laughs> they have no interest in that <laughs> yeah so wow what a game that is going to be um Sarah's yeah. found out when they went down there what that was like yeah so yeah. excited <laughs> um yeah yeah but it feels so, like Bordeaux is still on the recruitment train this it still like they're yeah. still looking out for more people to add yeah yeah they have um a few retirements coming up and there are one or two that they're not holding on to as well so um they're looking at johnny gray will possibly um i saw that kane, yeah. yeah kane douglas and andre Murray are both retiring at the end of the year so they were placed there. They've got Swinton on their books as well. Um, who else did I see that's coming? Oh, I heard another name today and I can't remember who it was. I heard that Manoj Tomboy is leaving as well. I'm not sure he's if he's leaving. been released or if he's been recruited by Released. Uh, yeah, yeah, really. been released. Because again, with the people that are coming in, he, they have... I think they've got 12 out of the 13 allowed non-French players. Mm. And they always like to leave a bit of a space. If they keep Madosh, that's the full limit. This is what they're saying. Uh, yeah. And so if somebody gets injured, they can't bring somebody in from overseas to replace them and things like that. So Was yeah. it the barrage he scored that amazing try in last season? 
Right, getting um, to someone else. On his debut last year, he scored two tries in his debut. Yeah, and he did. It was in the yeah, it was in the playoffs that he scored. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely amazing. He's um, when he's on fire, he's on fire. But when he's not on fire, he's quite cold. It's he's a bit inconsistent. Yeah, well, that's my opinion. But um, yeah. yeah. If you could sign a couple of Welsh, that would be great. Uh, we need a bit of a feel good. To, so to see. Uh, See a couple of our, our guys um, ripping it up in Bordeaux. I think we'd really enjoy Yeah, that. yeah. It'll be interesting to see if Noel McNamara brings in anybody. They've got Carberry, of course, Carberry. I forgot about Joey. Oh, yeah, it's Carberry. That's yeah. right, yeah. Signed a two-year deal. Yeah. Hoping that that boy stays injury-free. Yeah, he's only 28, you know, as we said in our mm. previous pod. So if he finds yeah. a bit of form as a good injury, uh, injury-free run. Yeah, yeah. He can really pick it up. Yeah, and covers 15 as well. So, because um, with Jelly Bear gone, a lot of for the internationals and the rest that they have to have and things like that, they need they need a decent 10 there. So, because Garcia, he's young enough, but he needs a lot more experience. So, they need somebody who's got a bit of experience there. So, Wait, when you say Jelly Bear gone, is he leaving or is it just when he's in with France? Oh, in with France. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Phew. yeah. Right. No, he signed on to 2025. But, um, okay. Yeah. And he's very good friends with Peno, and they reckon that's the reason that why Peno came to Bordeaux as well, to be with his his roommate from France and things like that. So these are the things you hear, but I don't know how much. Uh, the, the, <laughs> it sounds good. <laughs> the, the life these guys live, honestly. Um, yeah. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So uh, one team that's spending money, but doesn't seem to be, at least on the European stage, getting much reward for it, is Racing. So Racing have been these big money spending guys, obviously in Paris, um, some, somewhat kind of new kids on the block, maybe you might say. Um, they, I know they got their money a little while ago now. Um, Sia Khaleesi there, they're recruiting more Will Rowlands, the um, uh, Welsh second row is with them. But they're just not turning that into results. I think they've had one top 14 title since they've had the money come in. What, what, yeah. what's, what's up with them? Also Owen Farrell, potentially. Oh yeah. yeah, I think yeah, that's a done deal, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's just what is it? It's about his um, get out of contract fee, isn't it? I think that's what they're negotiating at the moment. Pay the money. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to make any difference. I don't know what it is. They just don't click. I don't know. When they play well, they play well. But most of the time, they don't. 
play great. I, I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is. It's very frustrating if I was a Racing fan, but they don't have many fans. I'm going to get in trouble for saying that. I know I am. <laughs> so you can, you can get in trouble on this on this show. You know, the, the funny thing is, you know, we say like, because it is true, Racing, I think, are the, them and, and um, Stade Francais are the two yeah. least supported yeah. Fran- um, teams in France, but they still get they still average ten thousand fans a game, which is more than uh, yeah. a lot of a lot of rugby clubs. But yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I don't. They just they 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 seem to get in front a lot in games and then just let it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what day? Sunday wasn't. I'm all mixed up. Yeah, it was Sunday. Yeah, I was watching the game. Yeah, in the club rooms. Um, it's the same. At the moment, they're well ahead in the top Kators. Well, they're not well ahead. They're way well ahead. They're, what, maybe three points now in the ahead? But you know that they'll probably slip further down and they mightn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> it's quite possible with them. You just, they've not, they're not consistent. They're really not consistent. And I don't know what it is. It's like one of these teams that money is thrown at all the time and they're just not getting not getting yeah 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 um and i don't think on far is going to change much if when he comes over no, finn also so. didn't change much like finn played well for them at times there but it didn't really i nearly change. said a thing that would get me into trouble <laughs> on, on account really? of a scottish rugby player not winning anything isn't news but um <laughs> i'm not, not, not going to say that um I'm going to let uh, Ender talk about the too long game in a second. I just want to ask, um, Toulouse, obviously, are the darlings of, of everybody, the way they play. In France, is it like, a, oh, yeah, Toulouse, there's some reverence there, or is it, does everybody hate Toulouse because they're, they're, they're kind of like the baddies because they've been at the top for so long? Um, I think it's a bit of a mixed bag because they have a lot of French players that everybody likes. So it's not really hate. Um there's a lot of respect for them, but yeah, there would be clubs that would be more, mm, um, what would the word be? Um, they wouldn't defer to them. Is that the word, the kind of way I'm trying to say? God, I don't even yeah. know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, they are the darlings of French rugby and the media, I think the problem is, is the media, it's the same thing with Racing. They can't do anything wrong. Neither can you know, it, and when you're listening to the commentators, they can do nothing wrong. And the pre-rugby sh- uh, shows, and I think it frustrates a lot of other uh, team supporters. But I think secretly everybody kind of likes them. <laughs> if you know. Yeah, I, lo- I love it when we get under the skin like this, and we learn things that we could only know by asking someone who's there. Anyway, I've I've gone <laughs> long enough, and I know that you've. Um, uh, caught the two the two Lon versus Munster game bit of an upset. Do you want to talk us through that one? For me, this was a typical Munster backs against the wall. You know they drew at home to Bayonne. They haven't won an away game all season, and then they go out and get a bonus point victory against uh, Toulon. Just just this is just vintage Munster. I think they had about three three and a half thousand fans over there as well, and you can hear them in the stadium. They're just yeah, you can't but love the club, really. Like, I'm, like it's it's so impressive the way they can just do this. Every year they come up with a win like this. Now, let's just hope from a Munster perspective that they can really build on this. Um, But, yeah, I thought it was a really impressive 
when now you have to kind of caveat that by saying Toulon were very poor. I don't know how many handling errors they made. Um, so yeah, just just to put it into perspective, but not not to take too much away from Munster, but it was brilliant. Um, Hearn, Nash, Hodnett, they're all going to be putting their hands up now for for Irish selection with the, with that performance. Crowley, man of the match, another super game. Niall Scannell, he's been out for months. Um, and he was a joint top tackler. At, I think he made twenty tackles. So just an all around, like he could have won, given that man of the match to 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 any one of the, mm-hmm. their players. Honestly, it was a brilliant, brilliant. And um, performance, and yeah, I think they've. They've. I think I saw on Twitter yesterday they've. Tolman Park is pretty much sold out. Um, they were very close selling it out yesterday. And it, that is definitely going to sell out. They're they're playing Northampton, which should be a cracker of a game this coming weekend. And um, but they have it really all to play for. And I think I think they'll, if they put in that that type of performance again, I, I think they can really get across the line and and get through. But this this was huge. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch it, but from. Yeah, j- just a massive, massive win. Um, yeah. But again, just to caveat that, that Toulon were, were very poor and very disappointing, despite all their, yeah. their superstars. Yeah, yeah. When that Toulon uh, team was announced, uh, Simon, the ex-Fiji coach, was on to me about the back line. And he said, oh! Well, that's a, well, hang on a minute. That's a bit of a thing to just drop on us. <laughs> You're just t- texting Simon Ryan-Louis, just like, hey, what do you reckon to the Toulon team? Oh, it's shit, in it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite liable to say things like that as an offside every now and again. And we were saying, yeah, on fire. And you read it. And this is the thing with Toulon. You read their team and you go, it was, oh, amazing. man. And then yeah. you're kind of gone. I've never seen some of those players play as badly as they did, though. Not just that was Saturday, but the week before and the week before that. For a team that were... Were they leading at one stage? The top. They were. Controls? They were. Oh, they, I think. I think they were second, or, or they were really yeah, right up well, there. Yeah, early. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say since mid-December, and it wasn't even a gradual kind of. It was just a big whoo, just a, a, a big sh- shoot, shoot. I said now shoot, <laughs> drop, drop. There's, there's something up with their 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 substitutions perplex me as well at times. Like they take like bigger and Nathalevoff at like the same time and like. And yeah, Nathaniel wasn't perfect in that monster game, but he was like getting the ball and going forward. So I didn't really get taking him off. I don't yeah. that that feels a bit like a a power thing to me. I'm reading between the lines from afar, but that feels like a bit of a coach trying to put his stamp on on these big personalities he's got in his team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there is I I don't understand it, and I'm on a lot of the French blogs. Um, all the time and the too long blog was on fire <laughs> absolutely on fire the other night and it is kind of split they want to get rid of all the big stars they don't want them anymore so it's just like shoot oh that's the whole more. point of too long yeah i know and then you've got the other half saying no it's all the coach's fault but around at the moment and i may i am finding this is how fickle some of them are when Bigger arrived after the World Cup, he was the darling of Toulon. Now there's a thing of hashtag Bigger out. How and, dare they? <laughs> I knew you'd be impressed. <laughs> but that's how quickly things have changed in Toulon in, the, in a few weeks. And I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Is there a block between the coach and the players for a team that was going so well just to suddenly drop away like that? There's... um. 
it'll be interesting to see how what kind of team they send to Glasgow, whether they've just decided now we can't qualify and that's it. And just send over their juniors, their um, espoirs, or whether they'll actually send a good team. It will be interesting. Yeah. I think yeah. if they finish bottom of the pool, they can't even qualify for the Challenge Cup, can they? Correct. Right. And they can't defend the Challenge Cup. They're only silverware in like whatever. <laughs> well, yeah. I... Yeah. yeah, it's it's a strange one. Really How do they get around the GIF rule? Because I swear I looked at that team at the weekend and there was no French in it, <laughs> apart from Jaminé. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jaminé. Oh, man, what's happened to that guy since he moved from Toulouse a few weeks ago? He can't even stand up. He keeps falling over. But <laughs> I don't know. The pitch is all... shocking, to be fair. Yeah, well, there was, the, yeah, there was, there was sliding all over the place. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, there's always questions about their salary cap and there's um, all those those GIF rules. They can't really break them. There's big, big fines if they do. So that's all heavily administered by the French. Don't know if you've ever seen at the French games that you mightn't see them on TV. There's always a load of admin guys going around with their um, folders like this. You'll see at least 10 of them all the time on the pitch with lots of name badges, more big microphones. They're the admin guys who control all of that. So it's very hard to get past them. So. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> what about your team? And uh, they had a trip to uh, Lyon and uh, did it go better than expected? You know, they didn't play that, that poorly. I, like they, they put in a... a a good performance and um, they're away from home i really don't think that that connacht realistically on their current budget can compete on two fronts um and they had to rest uh bundy and finley um but again like they played quite well but i just think that that home loss which i don't think anybody really saw coming like that that home battering against bordeaux really set the, their champions cup popes back and i think that their focus really now should be on and the URC and, and making sure they make the playoffs because you know they made it last and I really think they they can but I I think you know that that was such a deflating loss against Bordeaux and I think ever since then yeah they yeah they're, they've just been under huge pressure and now this coming weekend they've got Pat Lamb you know former Connacht coach won the Pro 12 with them you know back with with Bristol it'll be interesting to see what kind of team they put out um I don't see the point of putting out their first team. They should definitely rest some guys, but maybe they won't want to do that and they'll want to make sure that they they restore pride and they are playing at home and it is, you know, the ex-boss. Mm. Um, but yeah, d- disappointing, disappointing. But again, it wasn't a terrible performance. And just when you when you really think about it, I don't think maybe they're at that level yet to, to really compete on that front. Hopefully they will be in a couple of years, but I think that their focus really should be um, on the URC. Um but look, I think I, I really want to just touch on Leinster, actually. Um, I was actually lucky enough to be at the game uh, in the Viva on the weekends. There were 42,000 people apparently at the game. And it yeah. was just like it was a, a great performance by Leinster. But like it, it was the first live game that I was at since Ireland v South Africa in the World Cup. So it was pretty much the, the polar opposite in terms of, you know, atmosphere. Like I think you could tell by like the mint like one thing i will say is first time at the even in a very long time it only took about 30 seconds to get into the stadium which is like the whole thing ran really smoothly but i think like the minute i kind of took 
my seat, you, I immediately could tell that, that people weren't really up for it and, and that people knew that Stade Francais didn't show up. Um, so, like, there, there was a lack of an atmosphere, um, unfortunately, but I still think it was it was really good for from Leinster's perspective to, you know, to put up a strong score, a couple of individual performances, which are really impressive. Got to see Joe McCarthy up front. That guy is huge. Um, so it's, I think it was good for Leinster in a way because they, they've, you know, the, their attack hasn't been great so far this season and they did get a chance to 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 put in, you know, some really big scores and some really impressive scores as well. So I think it was good from that perspective. But atmosphere wise, it was definitely lacking. It was just, and, and a lot of people maybe would question why they chose that game. They always pick a European game, a home European game to play in the Aviva. And unfortunately, this year it just happened to be a side that doesn't really. Well, there are the be in the sales sharks. Exactly. Who yeah. also sent over their kids, but put in a huge performance. So they had to pick one. And I did hear a fan afterwards, you know, a father who was walking out with his kids. And he said, basically, that was a waste. Two hundred and thirty euro. And so it was two hundred and thirty euro, he said. Um, hey, we all know Leinster fans can afford it. Yeah. So he's obviously there. <laughs> with a couple of people but like it was it was GPA sad to hear something Catherine. like that but um yeah it was one of those just a very strange app like forty two thousand people in a read and like you like like i was surrounded by people who, who weren't really necessarily paying attention to other people were on their phones there were a couple of enthusiastic fans but it just i think people just knew from from minute one that it wasn't going to be competitive um but look it's still from rugby perspective like to to get forty two thousand people into a stadium like that is, is very impressive. So okay, um, I just need to interrupt you there because I can see that Maz has been doing some maths whilst uh, <laughs> whilst you've been talking there. What have you worked out there, Maz? I could get to forty six top fourteen games for that. I could get to two seasons almost. <laughs> <laughs> two hundred thirty euro, yeah, for himself and his uh, his family. Now they did sell actually a lot of tickets. They did a flash sale in there. They seem to be doing this lately. Okay. They they had a flash sale where they sold a lot of tickets for ten euro. Um, but that person certainly didn't get those tickets. Um, but you would kind of feel sorry for for those people. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it is what it is. Um, in the and in Leinster the look put it put into good performance as well, which is which is which yeah. is important too. They weren't perfect, but they were quite impressive. Especially Jordan Larmer, he's been he hasn't been hasn't got a look in for Ireland in quite some time. I think he really put his hands up with a with Hansen being out the Six Nations. Yeah. So good on him. Yeah. 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 I um. Uh, in the UK, ITV picked Sale Sharks versus Stade Francais in Sale as a free-to-air game, and I was like, "Why? Why have you done that?" <laughs> like, Sale Sale are unwatchable, and I've tried to watch Stade Francais, and they're unwatchable as well. <laughs> like, so I was like, "Why is this on on free-to-air? This is how we're going to grow the game." At least if yeah. people like pink, they'll like Stade Francais. Yeah, yeah. And I'm one yeah. of those people. Yeah, trying to take positives. You're trying to take positives. <laughs> <laughs> what are they like? I, they're a team I haven't seen. I don't they're think. they're furiously competent, and they have good mm. players. Mm. They're so boring. They're so boring. They literally play in grey. That's how boring they are. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm going to get a sale fan come back to it. And Ben Nurse, who on Twitter, the English journalist, is a, is a fantastic guy, and he's a sale fan. I've got a good friend who's a sale fan as well, actually. So this is, it's not something inherent to them. I'm not saying this is a, a historical thing. This current ve- version of Sales Sharks are a dull watch, in my opinion. I'm so, okay. sure Sale fans 
who are watching them be very good and get to premiership finals are perfectly happy with it and that's fine but for me they're not one they're not a team for the neutrals in my opinion but okay, yeah. one that is for the neutrals or one ones that might be for the neutrals stormers and bulls both winning again this weekend bulls really going up and putting some manners on bristol and Storm is doing the same to sale, funnily enough, um, speak of the devil, um, down in Cape Town. Could we see a South African team win the European Cup? No, because they can't they can't have their home semi-final for a start off. So I would they can only go up to quarterfinals. Why is that? Do we know why that rule exists? Yes, because something they are not shareholders yet. Is right. That, okay. Is that does that sound right? Yeah, I think. No, yeah, that's, that's correct. Yeah. yeah, they're not shareholders until. Oh, I think it's twenty five. Twenty five, isn't it? End yeah. of the end, end of twenty four, twenty five season. Yeah. So they can have the playoffs and I think the quarterfinals at home, but until they get a semi final at home, to example, to come to La Rochelle, to go to Toulouse, maybe go to Lens. Especially mm. in France, I think they'd struggle. Maybe. Leinster, maybe. I don't know, but I, yeah. Yeah. That's. I think. I think you're right. Like for for me, I think they'll go far, but I don't think that they'd win that away semi final mm. and and away final. I. But I think yeah, if they could have more games in 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 South Africa, certainly. But yeah, yeah. when you think about Leinster and La Rochelle towards that end of the season. Yeah. Um, True and with Bordeaux goals. and the form they're in. Um, yeah. But in terms of the URC, like that's a discussion we had the other day. We all know that they have won it and they could definitely do it again. Yeah. But for the European Cup, I'm not sure yet. But I could certainly see that change in the coming years. What about yourself, Hugh? What are your thoughts? I agree with you guys. I think they're absolutely capable of it. I think it depends who they get in the semi final. I mm-hmm. think if they have to go to France, I completely agree with you. Um, by the time you get to that end of the tournament, the French teams that will be left in it will be really good. Um, it would be a hell of a performance, and I think the bull, the good, the thing the Bulls have got is the pack, and their their pack will always be able to put stand up to any pack, and that will give them a chance. But uh, yeah, they, we've seen that they don't necessarily tour that well yet. I think they eventually will do, but I think it will happen one day. I think yeah. uh, South Africa team will win the European Cup. What do, what do yeah. you guys think the impact of that would be? What do you think the reaction to a South African team winning the European Cup would be? The French and the English will ask to ban them. <laughs> the last of the rule change <laughs> there'll be something um the french dislike it they really really despise it that there's south africans in it at all and cannot see even though they understand that south african teams play in the urc they just despise it they can't understand it at all so um the french will be very anti anything when it comes to that yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I think there'd be a similar reaction in in England, certainly. Anyway, I could be wrong, but from what I can see from you know from the outside looking in, it doesn't seem like it's gone down very well that they're in the competition from an Irish perspective. I'd love it. I love having South African teams in the, in this in this hemisphere, but it just feels like the comp- there are too many games. There's too much travel. Like if they could maybe condense it, whatever, yeah. reduce the amount of games. But to hear that from a French perspective, that that's disappointing as well. So yeah, it, it, who knows what will happen in a couple of years with this with this whole? It seems like a trial almost. But yeah, that the, they want to sign up, and once they become stakeholders, that could be it. Then um, 
in terms of them staying. But I yeah, definitely hope they do. But will it be, will it cause enough division like it did with the English many years ago, as, uh, as famously happened? Because uh, too many Irish teams are winning it. Will will, will something similar happen? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, that will be the interesting thing. It will take them to start winning a semi-final and get to finals and things like that. And then suddenly, but the moment all is, they don't like it, but they're going along with it. But it will be interesting in a few years because I do think that they they will. And I did read that the Bulls are based, and I can't remember where, I need to be able to remember what I read. They've already set up their camp in England for the playoffs. For the Brist- they've chosen the Bristol is going to be is the Bristol? venue of their semi-final yeah. if they get yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it would be interesting days. Well, speaking of South Africans setting up camps places, Ender, what did you notice about the Cheetahs game this weekend? Yeah, so unfortunately for the Cheetahs anyway, they can't play any of their home games in the Challenge Cup at home. Um, well, they did play against the Sharks, so if they do, if they are up against South African opposition, they can. But their home game uh, against Poe was at a sold-out uh, stadium in Amsterdam, which is pretty cool to see. Unfortunately for them, they did lose at 33-20, but I just find that pretty fascinating. I think that's really cool for the competition um, for the for the team themselves who've been, you know, essentially kicked out of uh, the old iteration of the URC. So it's it's good it's good for them to to get that crowd, and it still looks like they're going to qualify. So I think that's that's pretty positive. I don't know if you guys saw that, but yeah, there was a big crowd at the game. Um, there was loads of Dutch fans at the World Cup, weren't there? Yeah, there were. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then another Challenge Cup news: uh, the Lions lost, the Sharks won, which is big. I think they really needed that. Um, how about the Ospreys, mate? How did they get on? So the Ospreys played Perpignan at uh, on Friday night uh, in Swansea, and Perpignan, I believe, sent a bit of a B team over. Um, Ospreys have got a few injuries at the moment, uh, but they put in a, in a competent performance. Perpignan. Apart from a few breakaways in the first half, never looked like scoring. I think that 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 game was almost like nil nil at halftime again. But the the Ospreys got a breakaway score. Uh, uh, Perpignan dropped past. I think Ospreys got to be a bit disappointed not to get the bonus point, but that's me being ne- negative on the Ospreys again. They qualified from their group. Uh, they had a tough time over in Montpellier and got um, battered, but they've had good home wins against Benetton, who we know are excellent this season, and now they've got the job done against Perpignan. They, now they've got a bit of a free hit down at the Lions. The, the only sad thing from them is because of the number of injuries they've got, they can't really send a B team. They're just going to have to send the team. Um, so, yeah, so it'll be Ospreys. I've got a good chance of progressing. Uh, it looks like they might have to go away in their um, round of 16 game, though, to it is either going to be, I believe, away to Durban against the Sharks which you wouldn't fancy them winning um, just because very few Welsh teams ever win down in South Africa. Uh, or it would be an away game in Gloucester where they might have a chance. And if they do get Gloucester away, I would I would, I would, would go to that because Gloucester are only an hour from where I live. So I think I might travel to, to take that in. So yeah, Osprey's um, doing the business for the Welsh. The other three all lost, um, so we won't talk about them too much. But there was a double for the Italian sides. So Zebra and Benetton both won. Um, which is fantastic. Ben, uh, Zebra got the job done against the Dragons in what I understand was a quite uh, tightly fought game and the Dragons really made them work for it. But from the stats, it looked like Zebra had all the ball. So um, 
that's good for them. That's their second win of the season. I'm sure the um, flares were lit from the ultras. And um, uh, oh yeah, Benetton beats Newcastle. Newcastle are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Newcastle are pretty much the worst team in Europe at the moment. Um, and Benetton sent a bit of a B team over. Not a complete B team because as, as we learned, Benetton have got excellent options throughout their squad. But they went up and they put 57 points on them, and they were walking in tries at, at times. It, it was a real non-contest. So, yeah. And then finally, last of the Challenge Cup games, Black Lion uh, made a game of it in Castro. Um, so obviously they they really they now probably won't progress unless they get a home win against I can't remember who they're playing. I'll have to check. Um, and uh, you can maybe look that up for me just dead quick. Um. But, uh, yeah, they have really covered themselves in glory, I think, since yeah. coming in. Have you caught much of them, Maz? Bits and pieces. I try. It's difficult to watch it all and things. Like that, but yeah. I try and get highlights or something like that. Um, I have watched. Uh, I kind of watch halves of games and then move mm. over to the second half of something. It's the only way I can kind of see see it. But um and I haven't watched as much Challenge Cup this year as I normally would. Mm. But it's, it's hard to watch. We know that on this on this. Because I do Cody yeah. do as well, and that's my Thursday and Friday night as well. So I could sit and just watch rugby all the time. <laughs> my yeah. husband won't allow it. He's laughing over in the corner. He's like, "Yeah, but you do watch rugby all the time." <laughs> my my girlfriend would say the same. Definitely. Yeah. But a 28, yeah, 28 point to you know to six loss. That's that's not bad for for a team. In this and it, it didn't get to just, 28 until you know, right at the end as well. They were yeah, in it like that's, for a good hour. Yeah, yeah. The first half it was quite close at half time. I can't remember what it was, but it was it was quite close. So yeah, Francisco you know, Isaac was um, tweeting saying, "You're in this. Come on, boys, you can do it." Yeah, and it yeah. only ended right at the end. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, good, good to see. Yeah, right. So moving on then. So that's our, our roundup of the European. Uh, games we don't cover every single game because there's just thousands of them so we can't so um moving on and i'm going to now quiz my two uh my two co-podcasters here um with a french rugby themed quiz so some people may have noticed or at least i have noticed that french rugby clubs aren't called what they're called so we get the table we get the yeah we get the tables here in uh, the UK and maybe in other English speaking countries and it tells us what those clubs are called but in France they call themselves different things and to that end I've turned this into a bit of a quiz so what I've got is the Twitter handles of certain uh, French rugby clubs okay and I want each of you to tell me what rugby club that is from the Twitter handle now Maz it's I'm expecting you yeah I'll... so. I've divided these questions, uh, Maz questions and Ender questions. Ender's questions are easier. And I've made that that deliberate choice. That's no disrespect to the, the knowledge and uh, well-informedness of my esteemed co-host. It's just that he's up against someone who actually lives in France and goes to Top Cattles games. So I just we'll want to sure get none of them right now. None of them. <laughs> so, right. OK, let's start from the beginning. Ender, are you ready? I'm going to start with you. Absolutely right, rock. Let's go. Right. First one for you then to get is um, RCT Official. At RCT That's... Official. Yeah, too long. Correct. Tick. One for one for Ender. Right. What well, first one for you, Maz? Uh, uh, Aviron Rugby Pro. At Aviron Rugby Pro. Bayon. Bayon. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, see what I mean. 
see. They're not called what they're called. We're starting to get the concept of what the did, game now. What did we see on the top Katora site? What were they calling them? Roars or something? Was yeah, that with you? Was it you that was sending me something from the Top Couture's English site? I don't think it... Oh, no, it was. Yes, yeah. no, with the stats. With the stats. And I was asking you to translate the stats. What was the game? Because in the, in the, um, top, four, on the top 14 stats website, which is great, um, it, you, I have to hit translate because I don't speak French. And it's like um, turnovers. The literal translation of the French word for turnovers is scratched balloons. <laughs> <laughs> there's, other, there's other ones and like e- even you as i remember i asked you like what's crossings and even you were like i'm not quite sure what they... <laughs> right back to the game um next one for ender um uh at stad rochelais la michelle correct next one for maz this is a bit too easy so far um at le as in french for le at le l-o-u rugby Blue, Leon. Leon, Leon Olympic. Yes. Leon Olympic. So where does the U come from? Union. Ah, okay. Sometimes they put right. the union at the beginning and sometimes they put it at the end. One for Ender. At ASM Officio. Claremont. Claremont, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think about I know this. I know these from looking them up on Twitter, to be honest, because I, yeah, um, I'm trying to find oh, Did you revise for the test? I did not revise the test because you didn't give me a heads up. <laughs> uh, but sometimes when I'm uh, putting tweets out for fixtures, I try to uh, share the team sheets and you type in La Rochelle and you do not find La Rochelle. <laughs> right. Next one for Maz is uh, MHR Official. Montpellier Heralds. Heralds. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah, that's the uh, Herald. 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 <laughs> okay, it's so great MH- to have an aside over here. <laughs> that, that's the area that they come from. MHR is Montpellier, yes. Yeah. Next for and uh, is uh, I hope you get this one. UASP underscore official. Perpignan. Yes. Well done. You're good at this. Yeah. I wouldn't get half of these. Um <laughs> next one for Maz. Okay, Maz, you're now into Pro Day Oh God. Okay. <laughs> At A S B H Officio. A A S B H. Oh, and I yeah, and oh, I know it's um, it's a really odd one, and I'm going to go for the wrong one. I know I am. Um, spirits. No. No, Montabon. No. Bezier's. Bezier! Oh, my friend's a coach. He'll be very ill delighted with me. How do you real how do you pronounce it? My I can't pronounce things. Bezier. 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 Yeah. Okay. Right, Andy, you're winning. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, you're gonna get these now. These are so easy now. I feel bad. Anyway, it's too late. <laughs> At UBB rugby. That is Bordeaux. Correct. Uh, next one for Maz at C A B C L Rugby. Uh, brief. Correct. Did you get that from the C A? 
yeah, yeah. I Is think, that Club yeah. Athletic or something? Yeah, Corez Athletic. Yeah, Corez. Corez is the name of the region. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right, oh, back in it then. Um, Ender at SF Paris Rugby. That I say. Yes. You're gonna win now. I've made yours too easy. So some of them were really easy. Like Vaughn is just rugby club Vaughn. Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> um, Maz at FCG Rugby. Uh, Grenoble. Correct. What does FC stand for? Is this football club or something? Is it Federation? I don't actually know. Federal. Federal. Federal Club Grenoble, I think. Mm. Mm. Oh, it could take. It could be Federation. It could be Federal, but I think it's Federal. I think. Don't know. Don't quote uh, me on that one. Okay, and last one for Enza at Selection Palwas. Oh. Yes, it is. Why do we call them? So is Poe the place and Selection Palwas oh, is the, the rugby city? Team? Yeah, it's a bit like they call them Palwas. It's if you're from. If you're from Paul, you're a Palwas. If you're from Toulon, okay. you're a Toulonais. Yes, because I see, you're I see that. You're a Rochelet. It's, um, yeah. Okay, yeah. and then last one for you, Maz. Uh, at B-O-P-B web. That's uh, Big Pop Bop Beards. Yes. So what, what, what is that? Big? <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just got Big Pop Beards. Um, something Olympic. It's definitely Olympic Beards, but I can't, I, I, I honestly... Yeah. Uh, yeah, Prodi do have all these. Yeah. Even the local one, Angolem, is called XAAV. <laughs> I, I have cause to search for beer. It's a fair bit because they've got a few Welsh players and I can never find them on Switzer because yeah, I can never yeah. remember that. Yeah, yeah. That's you type right. in yeah. beer, it's nothing comes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. No, that's because they've got these really strange things even when you watch a game when you get the games over there for example um just say Toulouse is playing La Rochelle and you know the little hashtag up in the corner or for the scores do you get T-O-U for Toulouse or do you get S-T Stade Toulousain I think when we watch Top 14 on Via Play you get S-T and I think yeah. on TNT for the European Cup you get T-O-U T-O-U okay Okay. I don't know what they would do if Toulouse and Toulon played. Or CT. They should, but do TNT even know that? We know they don't know very much about rugby. <laughs> right, so that's the end of the game. Congratulations, Ender. You know more about French rugby than Maz does. Yes. <laughs> right, shall we start? I will, our never, I will never forget a Bézier. <laughs> Bézier. At A-S-B-H. Yeah. The old, the old coach from our local rugby team is now coach of Bézier. He'll be very impressed with that. <laughs> they're, going, they're going very well. So we're, we're talking about uh, Pro Day next. So this is where we rattle off all of the second division results and standings uh, all around the world. So Pro Day de Vaughan suffered another defeat. This Never. is their sixth or seventh defeat in the last seven or eight games. Yeah. More than a bit of a wobble. We've just put out a video about Vaughan on our YouTube channel that's two and a half minutes long. Please go and watch it, everybody. Oh. It was a load of fun. They've got such a fun story. I'll give you a hint. They were founded by paratroopers. Their first team was made up of paratroopers, apart from one player who was the local baker. (laughs) Anyway, so they're still top. 
They lost to Valence. Uh, Provence are only one point behind after beating Dax 54-26, and they scored eight tries in the process. What's happening over in Japan, Ender? So the Wild Knights and Toshiba are both still undefeated. Wild Knights put 80 points on Mitsubishi. Uh, Honda Heat are still taking huge thumpings down at the bottom, having uh, conceded, what, 291 points, I believe, in five games. Then moving to the English Championship, Coventry are up to second with the win over Bedford, whilst former Welsh international Lloyd Williams and Jonah Holmes both scored tries for Ealing as they beat Caldy. And then in the Energia AIL, Clontarf won away from home against Shannon 24-20 and they remain on top of the log while Cork Con beat Young Munster 23-13 and are second with Lansdowne close behind in third. Dublin University, unfortunately, are still winners and are bottom of the table. How are things in the Welsh Prem? So Llandovery didn't play this week. They had a bye week because it's an 11-team league. But Carmarthen Quinns got their third win of the season, which is good for them. Uh, this time it was over top four chasing Pontypool. And uh, Ebu Vale uh, kept up the pressure on Llandovery at the top with a win over RGC. Bit of women's rugby now and Celtic Challenge. Wolfhounds had a big away win to Glasgow. And uh, that finished 40 points to 12. They now sit top of the table. Elsewhere, Clovers had a very narrow 17 points to 15 win over Gwalior Lightning. And I believe that was settled in the last play of the last play of the game. It was a conversion to win it. So a, a nerve wracking one. Gwalior Lightning's first defeat of the season. But I don't think that they'll be too worried about that. I think they'll take a lot of heart from the performance they put in. Meanwhile, Edinburgh played Brighton Thunder. Uh, sorry, Rhythm Thunder. Correct myself at Parky Scarlet and finished 22-17 to the visitors. What's happening in the uh, Power League? And, uh, so in I'm, I'm, told should, I'm told to just call it the Power League. What's the Power okay, League? Okay, the Power League, though. So. so it's called Premiership Women's Rugby, but they call it the PWR, so it looks like it says Power. Okay. Um, so Saracens are still unbeaten and are on top of the log with seven wins from seven. And bottom side, Leicester suffered a heavy home defeat against Bristol, losing 50 points to 12. And one thing we just wanted, maybe want to touch on in terms of women's rugby, and I might just get your opinion on this, uh, Hugh and Maz as well. The Women's Lions Tour was announced. Uh, what, what are your thoughts, both of you guys? Maybe we'll start with you, Hugh. Yeah, I've mentioned um, uh, that this is something that uh, they've also been looking to get off the ground. I have to say it was very emotive um the image that they used to promote it of the the young girl watching rugby on tv and then her going on to be the f- one of the first ever women's lions players um so that that's it's it's great that they've got they've got there and they've got women women's players have now got something to, to um, be on the same level as the men's team and i think it's only fair and right um they're tour- touring new zealand which i is a logical home for them to go and tour um, I just the thing I've always been saying and I've been consistent on this I just don't want the women's team to blindly follow the men's team and just copy them I, I would say the like a country that the women's Lions team should be touring in the future should absolutely be Canada um, and hopefully a few more exciting places around the world as well like it would be daft for the women's Lions not to play France at some point as well because mm-hmm. the France women's team is is so good do you have a view on it Maz do you, do you uh, are you excited by this women's Lions team um, I'm going to get in trouble because I don't even follow the men's lions. Huh. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw today, but 
I honestly didn't I didn't read into it. Yeah, I will. I yeah, and I so I'd sell a few comments where people saying it was really good, but then people like yourself saying that they shouldn't really follow exactly what the men are doing and that they should be kind of doing their own tours aside and not go do the same tours as the men basically. But I honestly haven't really read into it as yet. So I can't really comment and I'm not a great fan of the men's lines. So mm, I get in trouble for that. But anyway. Oh, we, we love a contrary opinion. Well, speaking of contrary opinions, I almost forgot. Ender's got a bit of a conspiracy theory about rugby on TNT, about uh, the, the lip service that they pay or don't pay to the other leagues. Yeah, I just noticed uh, in some of, in all of the games that I watched, they don't actually refer, they don't explicitly mention top 14 or URC. They refer to them as domestic leagues. Um. I'm yeah I just it's something to listen out for maybe I don't know if this is done on purpose and um, now having said that as well they didn't mention the, the premiership that often as well in, in the games that I watched and um, but I just found it interesting maybe their focus is just on um the Huntington Champions Cup or the Investec Champions Cup we should say um but just something to to maybe listen out for um but look from a commercial standpoint not a bad idea yeah so yeah don't don't acknowledge the competitors and uh there's obviously been a lot of excitement this week as a certain uh, pundit who's employed by uh, TNT has been on a bit of a rampage talking about how he doesn't like the URC and things and how he wants uh, the the clubs and regions of his nation to leave it. But we won't get into that debate because it's no nobody wins. Right. TV guide then, mate. Um, end, end of the show. Great stuff. Um, so we will have the full TV guy out. Uh, TV guide out in our Friday breakfast mini pod and we'll also also keep an eye out for our socials for the full list and um, but just to give you an idea there's Champions Cup action this Challenge Cup action there's one game from Premiership Women's Rugby and there's also free to wear coverage from the a- AIL as first place Clontarf host Lansdowne uh, who are in third and that game is going to be available on Irish Rugby's YouTube channel so I think that wraps up things. Um, listen, a massive thanks, um, Maz, for jumping on. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And I I have great we'll have you back on at some stage if you're if you're willing to. But yeah, we really enjoyed that. And, and thanks very much for, for coming on. Thank you for the invite. You were very brave to ask me to do anything. <laughs> you, you were absolutely fantastic. We're absolutely thrilled to have you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. And hopefully catch up with you somewhere along the line at some game sometime. I'm always. I, I will be in Bordeaux one day. I promise. Yeah, yeah, you've <laughs> promised that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right then. All Thanks, right. guys. Thanks okay. for tuning in, everyone. Cheers. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.